0: Can you see when it's recording? Does it say on your end? Um, it says recording already. Uh, it's recording now.
1: Evolution.org podcast coming your way, episode 379. Another Q&A episode. Steve Smith here in the Rickster joining us from Brooklyn, right?
0: Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? I'm actually in Long Island, man. Speaking of
1: what's coming to America, part two came out. Uh, Really, really bad reviews, unfortunately. I was really looking forward to that movie for like the past 25 years or 30 years.
0: You're You're an Eddie Murphy fan? Yeah,
1: he was big. He was big back in the day, Brian. But the movie, the reviews on the movie are garbage. I saw the actually saw the previews for it, and I didn't laugh once, so I knew it'd be crap. You
0: notice he doesn't do interviews or anything or get around Hollywood stuff. He does his own thing. I mean, he makes movies and stuff. But you mean, what was the last yeah. time you seen that Eddie Murphy interview? He doesn't get out like that.
1: Well, when was the last time he had a good movie? It's been it's been quite a while. So,
0: um, but yeah, I th- blew, think it was man. the I think the Nutty Professor was the last good movie he had.
1: Yeah, man. So. It's a shame. It's a shame. But hey, that's your that's your town, bro. New York. That's your fucking town.
0: Um, so they did part two coming to America in in New York. They didn't pick a different city.
1: They did. I. I, I they did New York, and, and Africa is where they uh, where they did it this time. So remember the,
0: the first the first movie when they try to figure out where they're gonna find who's gonna find his queen. They 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 figured out they they figured they could find his queen in Queens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, dude. That, that movie made that was hilarious. Think, that movie made me think of I would never want to go to New York because of the, how nasty it was. That
0: movie's uh movie that movie's a classic, man. Uh yeah. and, and you know, you know, it's, it's it makes
1: New York look really bad though.
0: and it, it's so in the culture, it's so in the culture that there's a JC song called Girls, 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 and he makes reference to it. He said he had a an African chick. Uh said something like, I want half of your shit. And <laughs> it was funny like even even JC in a in a in a song referenced it, uh in the song called Girls, Girls, Girls.
1: But that uh, that building that they filmed the you know, the scene when he first got to Queens, that building now I think sold for like three to four million dollars. That little crappy building that he went and stayed at. Remember?
0: Property. And so man. that's
1: that's incredible, man. So yeah, man, you can't beat property long term. We were talking about that on the pre-show. Rick was uh was giving any uh, investment advice, so we'll have to we'll have to do an investment show later.
0: On. <laughs> oh, don't 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 laugh me off. You you missed on yeah. GameStop and you and you you day trade. No, I'm not laughing. Yeah, you missed out on GameStop.
1: I'm not laughing, bro, at all. I'm not laughing. It's good. It's good stuff. So guys, let's hit this. Let's hit
0: this <laughs> Had to rub it in your face. You missed missed the GameStop boat. Got to be you got You got to be on uh, on Reddit, man. Catch it next time. <laughs>
1: Let, let's go. I miss Tesla, man. I wish I would've got Tesla. That was, that was the one too. All right, guys. So EQ, how long should I run EQ? That's a first question. That's a really, really good question. So if you see us on forums, guys always will come on the forums. I'll be like, oh, you got to run EQ 16 weeks. You got to run EQ 18 weeks. You got to run EQ 20 weeks. So what is the truth? And the way I look at it, I look at a different perspective than other guys. I look at it as this, I The way I look at it is, look, I'd rather you run the stock too little in length and be able to recover than run it too long and have a difficult recovery. Guys, when you run 20 weeks of EQ, six weeks for the ester to clear, that's 26 weeks on. That's six months that you're shut down on steroids. It's going to be really rough to recover from that. So, my view is run it 10 weeks, run it 12 weeks. That's plenty. That's three months plus the ester, another five weeks. That's full, over four months that you're running it if you do it 12 weeks. I mean, that's too much. That Even that's too much. You're shut down for that long. So what we've discovered over time and what I've discovered looking at blood work, the longer you're on steroids, the longer you are on, the harder it will be to recover. That's why every other person now who's used steroids, at least, they're going on TRT. You got guys in their 20s going on TRT. You got guys who are in their 40 years old going on TRT. Why? Why would you you do that? Because they abuse steroids. So it's very, very important to keep these cycles short. I don't care if it takes many, many weeks for EQ to reach peak levels in the body. I don't care. I want you to recover because long term, if you're able to recover – you're going to get more results and you're going to avoid having to go on TRT to the rest of your life. I'm trying to prevent you from going down that route. But listen, at the end of the day, Rick, you know, you might disagree with this. A lot of guys on forums, they disagree with this because they're like, Oh, you got to run at least 14 weeks, at least 16 weeks, at least 20 weeks because EQ is a slow builder. EQ is this doesn't matter. doesn't matter to me. Rome wasn't built overnight. You're not going to build your body in one cycle anyway. So, you really think you're gonna run one cycle, and that's it? No, you're gonna run multiple cycles so I'd rather you I'd rather you cut the cycle short and recover than run it too long and not be able to recover that's that's my lesson from it, but listen you know guys have different opinions. I argue this with guys on forums all the time. Maybe you have a different opinion right you're you're from the nineties you maybe you did it differently.
0: I say, man, just run it as long as you need to run it or want to run it within you know, within reason, don't go, don't go crazy and stay on for six months and months and months and months. But, you know, if there's a certain, uh, and we're talking about just EQ, right? Let's say you're doing an EQ only cycle and you're taking, you know, some, some herbals or you're taking, um, some, some topicals and and trying to keep your natural testosterone production up while you're doing, um, the EQ, uh, just set a goal for where you want to be as far as uh, as far as body fat percentage and how much weight uh, muscle mass you're trying to gain. And once you get around that, you know, once you hit your goal for that cycle, you get, you come off, you know, one of the things you can really do is set yourself a goal, get on your gear. And then once you reach your goal, go into PCT. If you bust ass and you, and you lose those pounds or you, you gain that mass in eight, 10 weeks, then come off. If you, you know if it takes you a little bit longer than that you know 14 16 18 weeks then you come off then like steve said the longer you're on the harder your recovery is going to be the the more issues or, or the or the smarter your your post psychotherapy needs to be but you can just stay on until you you need to until you you've reached about your sensible goal for that cycle you know and And this is me talking about like, okay, you're doing one steroid and it's an injectable. You're not doing an oral, doing an injectable and it's EQ, which I found EQ to be pretty mild when it comes to suppression. I found EQ to be, EQ is one of my favorite steroids. Probably, I could probably say maybe my favorite because of everything, because of price, because of availability, because of the way it works. Just it's just a, doesn't give me any estrogen issues. Now there's new information because there's always new information coming out about these compounds. Now there's new information that EQ might actually be working as a bit of an anti-estrogen in, of sorts. Okay. And this is something I'm looking into more and more. But you know, it does make sense. I've I've know, I've done EQ and testosterone cycles where even though I, I always took a little bit of Novodex, but even though I had um aromacin and arimastain on hand. I didn't need to use it. But then if I did test only cycles at the same dosing without the EQ, I might end up taking a, a little bit of a, of a or a romason along with. So it does kind of, kind of make some sense. And I never fully, fully, fully tried putting two and two together, but some really smart guys here and there and different people that I talk to uh, and different uh, information that I'm, I'm always researching it it turns out that it might work as a bit of a mild anti-estrogen of sorts uh, because of some of the metabolites that it turns into once it's been in your body for a while. So EQ, man, just, you know, you can run it short. You can run it long. And look at all these guys saying, oh, you need to be on it more than four weeks. Uh, No, why? Just if you you take four shots, one shot per week, or if you take a shot every three days and you do that for a month, then you come off of it proper post-cycle therapy, look, you're still going to be making progress a week, two weeks after your last shot of EQ, because it's been building up, you know, two weeks after your last shot of EQ, you still have a little bit of EQ in your body left from, from four weeks ago. You know, one of some of those like that kind of EQ, those things keep staying in your body longer. So if you just blast like every three days, a couple hundred megs of EQ for a month, and then you come off, you'll be good. Listen, I've um, I've done this, and I've had clients that do this. They they go out of the country for one reason or another, and while they're away, they blast some long ester stuff. They come back, oh, two weeks after they come back, they're still they're still making gains, still making progress, still feel like they're on. It's so like, if you leave the country, you go to like South America or you go Central America, one of these places, and you grab some nevito, which is testosterone and the canoate grab some deca and you grab some eq and you blast that shit you know you spread it out do a shot every other day even so that you, you spread it out you don't you don't create a huge peak uh different muscle groups and you do that while you're away for two three weeks when you come back guess what still working in your system two maybe three weeks later some of those long esters you're still making gains so you could literally if you <clears throat> go away for two weeks three weeks four weeks to a place where steroids are not illegal and you just blast every other day shots, EQ, a little bit of DECA and testosterone under blast that. Then you, when you come back Stateside, you, you just go on, on a, on like a nice little post-cycle therapy protocol, Novadex, HG generate ES, um, go to Hggenerate.com, some Clomid and you just, you just do your post-cycle right away. Um, you'll have, a total of about, you know, a good month, month and a half of some good, good gains on those long esters. So don't let anybody tell you that you need to be on the phone wakes. Fuck that. You can actually, you, and the reason why you would, let's say, okay, so let's say I'm going to do EQ, right? Instead of doing a big shot of 600 MIGs, you, you you spread that shot out about 200 MIGs every other day, 200 MIGs every three days. When you look, at the peaks and troughs on paper of how the of how the the half lives work on these compounds and how they peak and then even out and then go go low. When you look at these, if you figure that you are creating a new shot every other day, then those peaks will actually will actually uh, um will actually even out and you'll have a nice upswing on on the hormones and then a very slow downswing. Where if you just shoot six hundred in one day it's not going to work like that. You have a big peak and a big drop because the, the, the you know, the, the half-life starts when the hormones enter your system. So, you know, go, you go away for two weeks, you're out of the country and you could just buy this shit at, at a, at a, at a veterinarian shop or buy it at a, or a farmacia and no problem. And then you could, you could just do every other day shots, not nice high, nice high amounts. Even if you put a couple grams in you, over a couple of, of days, those long esters, you, you'll have some good progress still when you come back. So that's my whole thing on it, man. Just be sensible. Don't use, don't use it for too long. You can do as short of a run as you can as you want, as long of a run as you want. This, you know, it's fine. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise.
1: Second question. And it's interesting because Rick, you once told talked about this with me, I think it was off air, but you mentioned this to me about skin problems. And you mentioned to me, you said people with stomach problems usually have really good skin and people without stomach problems usually have bad skin. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but when you use antibiotic steroids, you tend to have skin issues like oily skin and stuff like that. So guys who have issues, a history with flare ups of acne tend to get that really flare up in the body the change of hormones as well does not help in that situation so what i've recommended to people i don't have this problem personally but what i recommend it to people is saltwater baths or swimming in the ocean drying the skin tanning although tanning is uh you're exposing yourself to uv rays that can be cancerous i don't really recommend you know, um, tanning, uh, abusing tanning, but, you know, really just drying out your skin really goes a long way toward the acne. I think everybody, Rick, who I've known who has acne issues tends to have some sort of natural remedy that they do. And then in some people, they can't figure it out. So they end up taking Accutane and Accutane is a really nasty drug. And those of you know me. I practice a natural lifestyle, I mean, with everything. Hell, I don't even use a gas-powered vehicle, you know? So, and I eat whole foods and all this stuff. So, I don't like to use drugs, but if acne is ruining your life and you can't even leave your house because you have low self-esteem, then at some point you have to say, you know what, maybe I do need a drug because it's driving me crazy. But hopefully it should not come to that so I really recommend people use natural remedies. This is why I'm going to bring in Rick because he's a supplement owner. and He's a supplement grower. I know N2BM has sold skin supplements before, and I've actually had people that I've known try them, and they've actually worked well for them. So what kind of, what kind of supplements can these people uh, use?
0: Well, I used to make a product called N2Clear, which we're not making anymore because um, I had a really good manufacturing facility that we used to have it made at. And uh, they they sold, and the new the new uh, company uh, doesn't it's not making any of these uh, uh creams anymore. So unfortunately, I actually, don't have a, a skin supplement for um for acne anymore. Uh, entuguard, which you know with acne, there's a couple of things to think about. Once your body being clean internally, working functioning properly internally, to your skin being clean. So something like n2guard, it's really really going to help keep your organs cleansed and that's going to go a very long way of just you being internally clean as far as your skin the two things that i've found that really help with steroid acne is hitting the pool going to the to the swimming pool and go and going tanning whether it be natural light or whether it be uh you know a tanning bed uh you know when you go to a pool you're basically dipping yourself in chlorine basically and that's going to actually kill a lot of skin bacteria um, also when you a tan the UV rays are also going to go a long way in in killing some of that skin bacteria and just doing that a couple of times a week a week just just a just a quick splash in the pool whether you go to your local recreational center where they have indoor pools if you're in a wintertime guy or uh or you go uh you know hit the pool at If you live in the Southern States, just a quick 15 minute dip in the pool, a quick 10, 15 minutes under the sun. And those two things to really help with the external, um, the external bacteria. It, it also opens your, your pores quite a bit to, to, to help when every time the pores open, they, they unclog a little bit. And then, um, internally, man, just don't eat garbage. Don't eat crap. Uh, don't don't uh, subscribe to this if it fits your macros I can eat burgers and all that stuff don't do any of that because then what what'll end up happening is even if you do go in, and go in a pool dip yourself in chlorine and and uh, hit the hit the tanning where you get some UV rays even if you do all of that you might get some of that cystic acne some of that acne that seems like it's coming from under the skin and it's like the, these cystic bumps that take a long time to burst. That's uh, that's also a problem with some steroids, some oral steroids like Superdrol tend to do that to me. You know, if I once I've been on the Superdrol for about two, three weeks, I might get some some cystic acne that is not at the skin, like really at, at the very surface level. It's, it's in there. And I've really just got to wait for, for it to play out. And, you know, until I, you know, I can get get rid of it. I can cleanse that that pore. So good diet. Don't eat trash. Um, good uh, um, herbs and and supplements to help cleanse your your body internally. And then obviously skincare, you know, skincare, keep the bacteria, stop touching your your face with your hands. That also uh, adds bacteria. Make sure you have a nice uh, something to scrub your back in the shower, something that you could really scrub your upper back and get in there, get some good antibacterial soap. But the main thing I found even over antibacterial soap, is really just uh that that dipping in the pool and the uv rays that chlorine and uv ray combination just seems to work really well for acne always has for me at least
1: you like to to get your back rubbed in the shower at the gym is that what you're talking about
0: (laughs) what what kind of gyms what kind of gyms are you going to that you can get back rubs in the gym my 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 gyms the showers aren't even open now because of covid but you
1: like that you like that buddy (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys. So the next one we're going to do is should I always run tests as a base? So this came up on the forum. And, um, you know, what's interesting. This is a good learning experience for a lot of guys. Um, I had a guy on the forum who—he's um, a nice guy. He's a nice guy, Rick. Right? He's a nice guy. But he told me he's like, oh, endocrinologists, indo- they uh, always prescribe testosterone because it's the uh, backbone of a cycle. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, why, why would you post something so ignorant and not factual? The, the interesting thing is EQ, Trembolone, these these steroids were prescribed for 30 some years in the United States. So, you know, for muscle wasting, DECA was prescribed for anemia. These steroids that were along were improved on testosterone. Scientists improved these. Pharmaceutical companies improved these from the hormone base of testosterone to do certain things. And they did it better. But what happened was, you know, the government came along and they started banning these steroids. Pharmaceutical companies said, you know what, we don't want to sell products that are used by bodybuilders. We, You know what I'm saying? So once it was banned, of course, endocrinologists are just going to prescribe the cheapest product available and the one that's legal and that's one that's widely available. Testosterone is extremely cheap. A vial of testosterone probably costs a couple bucks to produce. A vial of primobolin probably costs 10 or 20 times that. So of course a doctor is not going to prescribe people primobolin because it's illegal and it's expensive. So it's not true that you need testosterone as a base. Testosterone can be added to a cycle or it could be the base of a cycle, but it doesn't have to be. And in certain situations, it's better not to use testosterone. If you're using trestolone, MENT, if you're using one testosterone, if you're using Anadrol, even if you're using Tren at high and moderate dosage or high dosages, it's beneficial not to use testosterone with these steroids because of the side effects, you're increasing your side effects. The estrogenic side effects are unbearable on these steroids. So in certain situations, running testosterone is a good thing. Let's say you want to run 500 milligrams a week of, of EQ or 500 milligrams of a Primo. These are mild steroids. Throwing in a little testosterone on there, 150, 200 milligrams a, a week gives you gives it a good anabolic punch, okay? It gives it a good anabolic punch. Is it necessary? No, guys in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s, they never ran testosterone in their cycles, never. And they, they had some fantastic physiques. the golden age of bodybuilding. So no, it's not necessary, but you can do it. Now, the, the other problem is a lot of these guys who are saying this, they're they wanna sell testosterone. They make a commission selling testosterone. I've had guys who are sources to actually come on the podcast before that I've interviewed who actually admitted this because they make a fortune selling testosterone. If they sell you a vial of testosterone, they're getting like a 500% markup on that. If they sell you a vial of Primo, they're getting barely any profit. And then most of the time people are going to complain that the Primo is no good because the Primo usually isn't no good because it's very almost impossible to get real Primo out there uh, to, to get the raws. So it's much more easier for them to sell testosterone. Another thing, that's one thing, but another thing too, a lot of guys are on TRT, so they have to run testosterone already. So they're kind of biased in in their way they're thinking. So, you know, so that's, you know, that's pretty much how it is guys. I mean, and at the end of the day, like, if you're going to argue that with me on the forum, at least bring facts. I respect anyone who can, who wants to debate me, but if you're not going to like present facts to me and you're just going to prevent bullshit, that's not even true. Then I'm going to call you out for it. So that's, that's, that's the bottom line. But look, at the end of the day, fitness is, you got to be flexible in fitness. So don't think you've got to be flexible. You can't just be stuck in your own mind. And there was a time where I used to say the same thing. I used to always say, Oh, you got to run testosterone every cycle. It's the base of the cycle because I was listening to other people parrot that information, but then I tried different things and I realized, you know what? It's better to run trend without an androgen. It's better to run trend with a mild compound. It's better to run Anadrol without adding estrogenic problems to your cycle because I don't want to get gynecomastia and I don't want to bloat. So why would I stack Something that aromatized on top of Anadrol doesn't make any sense. So certain situations, it's good to stack testosterone. Certain situations, it's bad to stack testosterone. But yeah, I mean, they, they ran no testosterone for 50 years of bodybuilding. It was never testosterone. Ran Olympians from the 60s, they ran d They never ran testosterone. It was taboo to even inject testosterone. And in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, they never ran testosterone on their cycles. People in Asia, Middle East, they don't run testosterone in their cycles. That's an American thing. Americans are the ones that do it. Um, so don't let anyone tell you that you must run testosterone in cycles. It's just not true. It's more gear, but it's it's not a must. So, Rick, I know you're a big testosterone guy. Tell me, tell me how I'm
0: wrong on that. All right. So here's how you're wrong and right at the same time. Um, if you are a TRT patient where your body's already low on testosterone, then you do need to lump testosterone in it with every cycle. If you are regular, if your testosterone levels are, are normal, but you're, and you're going to run a short cycle, maybe eight weeks might not need to run testosterone 10 weeks. You might not need it. If you're going to go longer than that, then you do need to run, I would say at least 250 megs of testosterone a week. And here's why. You need that estrogen. You can't just take a steroid for for you know four months, three months, something crazy, you know, twelve week cycles, fourteen week cycles, for a long time, and have no estrogen. Uh, Steve is right. A lot of steroids were approved for use, but not for testosterone replacement therapy. A lot of them were were um, were approved for use for many other medical conditions, and they've been they're not being used for these medical conditions anymore because other other drugs. That are non-steroidal uh, came out after them that are better at doing at doing those jobs. But I'll give you a good example here of what I'm talking about. Trestolone meant. As recently as 2012 and 2013, trestolone was being researched to be used as a hormone replacement therapy, but it didn't cut it. Why? Because trestolone, and I'll and I'll read off of the a little piece of the uh, little quote of the study here. Uh, trestolone has only a weak estrogenic activity and the amount that would appear to be insufficient for replacement purposes as evidenced by decrease of bone mineral density in men treated for hypogonadism. So basically, ment didn't cut it as as a testosterone replacement therapy because it didn't produce enough estrogen. See guys, the problem is not so much the testosterone that your body needs, you need some estrogen too. So if you do an eight week cycle, and you're taking uh, something like, you know, Masteron or Primo Primobolin or any of this stuff, if your body's making some testosterone already, you'll have some aromatization. So you'll have normal levels of estrogen. This is why I said, if you are a testosterone replacement therapy where your body's making no testosterone, it's making very little to no testosterone, you need to add some testosterone with every cycle you do because your body needs that estrogen. You can't just use a bunch of compounds that don't aromatize, and then you don't have any estrogen. You'll have other issues that come along with low estrogen. Also, if you have a long cycle where your body's going to get suppressed, meaning you might have normal testosterone levels now, but six, seven, eight weeks into that cycle, your testosterone levels, natural production of testosterone might be cut down to less than half. That means you're going to be producing less estrogen as well. And then at that point, you should have had a testosterone base. The the main reason it had that testosterone base in there for for you guys out there is because you need some conversion to estrogen to have some normal estrogen levels. You need those. It's part of just regular functions. You You need that estrogen in there. So let me,
1: yeah, let me jump in. So, estrogen, if that's your argument, then you've lost. Because estrogen, when you run in testosterone, you're aromatizing an incredible amount of estrogen.
0: Well, here's he, he, what I said. Let me let me see clarify. what I'm saying.
1: So no, so no, you're saying clarify. we need no. estrogen. We no. actually shouldn't have an excess amount of estrogen. Well,
0: let me clarify. Let me clarify. Yeah. Um, This is why I said if you're running a single compound that's not testosterone and you're staying within the eight-week realm, you're fine because the natural testosterone that you make is going to be enough to actually have some aromatization and have some estrogen. Right. If you go longer than that, if you go way longer than that, where you are going to get extremely suppressed, you know, and, and look, some guys can get suppressed with only four weeks. I'm, I'm just I'm talking a little bit more personal experience here. Then it's not a bad idea to have 200, 250 megs of testosterone a week in your cycle. Rick,
1: testosterone suppresses you. You're not going to avoid suppression using testosterone.
0: No, I, I didn't say I was avoiding suppression. I'm actually accounting for the suppression that's going to happen. Right. By replacing by already replacing my own testosterone, put throwing it in my cycle. If I plan on doing more than six to eight weeks, I'm gonna throw testosterone in that cycle. But so you're
1: running male hormones, They're Anabolic steroids are male hormones. You're you're shutting your body's ability to produce male hormones, but you're also putting male hormones in your body. Hormones are hormones. You can't just say think that okay, testosterone. Is the only male hormone out there? These, all these animal steroids are producing.
0: Now, I'm not saying that those- they, they're not all they're not all producing. Some of them, like Dianabol are producing a stronger estrogen. Some of them are not producing estrogen at all. Some of them are producing weird 19-nor estrogens. Dianabol is even producing uh, methylated estrogen. Uh, something like uh, like uh, like EQ is producing estrone, which only has about four percent the activity that that regular estrogen does. So, if you're just you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: saying certain steroids, it's beneficial to run testosterone, but certain steroids, it's not beneficial. That's all I'm saying. Like if you're running master on a thousand milligrams a week for 10 weeks by itself, doesn't make any sense. You need an androgen in there. You need that estrogenic activity yes. to, to build muscle. So yes. in that situation, it makes sense to run testosterone, yep. uh, but unless you're competing, if you're competing in physique or something, you don't want to run testosterone leading into the competition. That's, That's right. an example. No, but if you're running something like Anadrol or Trenbolone or those that are extremely androgenic and you add testosterone to it, you're going to get more side effects. So it's going to be counterproductive. So in those situations, it makes sense to run with Trenbolone, okay. a mild steroid. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And then with TRT, your argument about TRT. So I told the guy on the forum, we're not talking about TRT. If, if we're talking about TRT long-term, testosterone is going to be your best bet because it's economically the it's only thing down. you can
0: use TRT long term
1: but i mean i've known guys i've actually ran trombolone for t- for for their uh, hormone replacement not not smart
0: yeah not smart at all
1: but at low dosages it, it does the job prima bowling also there's doctors hiv aids doctors. doesn't aromatize
0: doctors, yeah, doesn't aromatize but
1: they still recommended running primo as as their as the ER as HR. Yeah, yeah. Pr- primo
0: is primo yeah. is a good anti-catabolic. Primo will even built muscle mass on a caloric deficit. We know that. Primo is great for wasting diseases. Yeah, obviously. but
1: economically, it makes no sense. And it plus it's illegal. Trembolone is also illegal. I'll, those I'll are me, out the window. Yeah. Those let, are me, out the me,
0: window. let me take the two you sets. For example, Anadrol. Anadrol, you really shouldn't be running it more than four to six weeks, which is the cutoff time, which is when I said if you're running a short cycle, less than eight weeks. Um, you'd be, you be, all right, not, not, not throwing any testosterone in anything longer than eight weeks. And again, some guys can get suppressed two, three weeks, taking a steroid completely suppressed where you're making, you know, 20% of your natural production before cycle. But if we're going to, if we're going to sit here and assume that, uh, that you're, you know, normal to good health, normal, good genetics, and you're not going to get completely shut down and suppress your testosterone levels shut down after four to six weeks of anadrol You wouldn't need anadrol, you wouldn't need testosterone in that cycle because your body will make enough testosterone that'll aromatize into some estrogen so you have normal functions. Uh, if you're running trembolone, again, if you're gonna do four to five hundred mix of trembolone and you're going over that six to eight week mark, which is when I I think most people with, with gen most most dudes with generally good health, that's when your testosterone levels will really be start to cut down rapidly. Um, then if you're going to go past that mark, you might need to, you might want to throw in a couple, a couple hundred megs of testosterone uh, in your cycle to make sure that you're already accounting for the suppression that's going to happen. You need, you need estrogen in the cycle. The doctors know this. This is why I brought up, um, this is why I brought up trestolone. Trestolone was being researched. To be used in place of testosterone for hormone for testosterone replacement therapy. But the reason they abandoned that that use of it is because it didn't produce enough estrogen. And so guys were losing muscle, but we're losing uh, bone density using trestolone This is why even today, the only the only hormone that's being prescribed for, testo- for, for, hormone re- for testosterone replacement therapy is testosterone. If you go to a TRT clinic, if you go to a hormone replacement therapy clinic, right? And they prescribe you, uh, um, uh, Anavar is not because your testosterone levels are low. It's because you're complaining and you have symptoms of muscle weakness, bone pain, or maybe you just got some kind of operation and you got stitches, or you have or you have a, a burn. Then you might get um, Anavar. If you're having also problems with with tendons or coming back from an injury or maybe a, a, an operation, you had a, a problem with your bursa, any of those things, and you report that to a TRT clinic doctor, he might give you some nandrolone. Oil. But if you have low testosterone levels for that symptom and for that condition, the only thing you're gonna get is testosterone, even to this day, because testosterone has that perfect balance it'll convert to estrogen, and, and you need that estrogen conversion in, in there. I mean, you, but again,
1: that's that's great arguments. And this guy in the forum said the same thing. But we're not talking about HRT, like I said.
0: Oh no, I, I start I started this with saying, look, if you're an H, a TRT patient, we're talking
1: about cycling steroids. Do you need testosterone in? If you a cycle? go, if
0: you if you, listen me and myself, if I'm gonna go longer than eight weeks, if I'm gonna shoot steroids longer than eight weeks, I'll always add testosterone. If I'm gonna do a short cycle, which I have even recently, recently I did a I did a, a four week run of just Anavar, And all I did was anavar that nothing else. Like I just did that. You, you know, I saw the, I did the before and after pictures that I had on my Facebook where I did like, I wanted to see what I can do with just four weeks on just Anovar. I just ran Anovar, nothing else. Cause I know myself enough that even at 40, I could do 50 megs of Anovar per day for four weeks and it won't have an impact on my, on my testosterone production. Now, whenever I'm going to shoot or take steroids for more than eight weeks. I always add testosterone in because I know around the week at the eighth week, my testosterone levels begin to drop in production very rapidly. So, um, so I mean that that's my that's my thing on it. And if and I said at the beginning of answering this question, if you're a TRT patient, if your testosterone levels are already naturally low before you even start using steroids, you need that testosterone base in there no matter what. If you're normal, if you have normal testosterone production. If you're going less than eight weeks on your, on your cycle, on your run, you might not need testosterone. You probably just do anything else. Um, if you are going to do more than eight weeks, I would suggest you at least do 250 mg of testosterone to replace the suppression that's going to happen anyway. If you're going to go 12, 14 weeks. I've seen guys do 16-week cycles where, you know, 16 weeks and three months later, you're still fucking shooting steroids. You're still injecting. Yeah, you might you might want 250 mg of testosterone per week in there to make sure you have you have somewhat normal t- uh, uh, estrogen production.
1: Yeah, so so here's the thing, though, like so we'll go back to my earlier point. I think we you know, we don't agree on this, but here's here's my earlier point when I said every anabolic steroid is derived from the male hormone testosterone. Every single one. What they did, scientists from food companies, is they adjusted the structure of the steroid a little bit. Maybe, maybe they'll make, make a steroid. They, they throw in an atom here, atom there. So these steroids, they kind of come up with different ideas for them. I think they've pretty much come up with everything you could come up with and then they call it something. So it's like, let's, we got to understand that every anabolic steroid came from the male hormone testosterone. So even if you were to run a steroid for a year straight, any, any anabolic steroid, it's not good, whether it be testosterone, trembolone, EQ, Anavar, any of these, they're not designed to be run long-term unless they're at therapeutic dosages. So the whole TRT argument, you know, we can debate on another show. The problem with the TRT argument is guys run the TRT at say 200 milligrams a week. That's way too high. You're going to have problems with your prostate. You're going to have DHT conversion. You're going to have problems with your head hair falling out. You're going to have problems with your skin. You're going to have problems with your, your heart health. You're going to have problems with excessive estrogen. So then these anti-aging clinics, they like that. They like all these problems. So now they can start putting you on finasteride. They can start putting you on Accutane. They can start putting you on peptides. They can start putting you on an AI, for the estrogen. You see, you see the problem we're going when we start saying, Hey, let's, let's take steroids long-term. That's the problem. None of these analog steroids are designed to be taken long-term, none of them. So at the end of the day, you want to talk about a therapeutic dose. You've got to stick to that. If you're going to make the argument, testosterone in a cycle, you can't just say, well, you know, if you run trenbolone 500 milligrams a week, it's not good for you, no shit. Neither is running 500 milligrams of testosterone a week. That's not good for you either. You're gonna have a bunch of side effects, including getting shut down, whether do you run that. So I think the, the argument that people are making um, on this subject, it just doesn't make sense to me. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of my point, because you can say that any steroid is, is not good. And no matter the dosage of testosterone, like, we get, like I'll give you an example. I had a client come to me. He, came, he went to an anti-aging clinic. They put them on 250 milligrams of testosterone a week. They put them on Accutane. They put them on Finasteride. They put them on peptides. They put them on anti-estrogen. I'm like, dude, what the hell? You're spending all this money every month. Why? Well, it's because the testosterone is a high dosage. Get your, get your TRT level, your HRT level where it needs to be, and you won't have any of these problems. The same thing with steroids. But we're bodybuilders, Rick. We want to run steroids Three, four, five, six times the therapeutic dose. That's why it helps us with bodybuilding in the first place. So, and when you do that, you're going to get side effects. So, the idea that you can run testosterone on a cycle and it's magically going to get rid of all your side effects, it just doesn't make any sense. And if you don't believe me, go run blood work, go run a cycle, go run your 500 milligrams a week testosterone. And see where your blood work is. I guarantee you you're gonna have things off in your blood work, including being shut down. Your LH and FSAs are gonna be shut down. So at so so the end of the day, right? Just, you, see, just, you see,
0: my point or no? Oh well, so I guess you and I are talking about different we, it sounds like you and I agree, we're just talking about different things. Here's the thing: your body will naturally produce about seven milligrams of testosterone per day. Um, if you were if you are low and deficient in testosterone already. You'd want to at least replace that before you throw any more steroids on top of it. I don't believe that if you are deficient in in natural testosterone production, that you can just use a different steroid and you're fine. You're still not producing enough estrogen. And while you might not feel any really detrimental uh, uh, symptoms right away, your internal health is just not right because your body needs estrogen for many, many different functions. So um, I guess you and I are, are kind of in agreement. Yeah. Rick, I, too
1: much estrogen is worse because now you're opening yourself up to cancer, which is not a good word, you know what I'm saying? So too much estrogen is bad. Gynecomastia. Not enough and Not it.
0: enough estrogen also has detrimental effects. Not enough estrogen can fuck things up internally. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Not enough estrogen can, can definitely do it too. Yeah. So the estrogen argument, if you actually run blood work, like if you follow one of my protocols... For, for cycling and I can give you a pro, product, different protocols for using cycles with no testosterone I promise you you will not have any problems with estrogen if you if you follow exactly what I tell you to do because what happens is when you're stacking steroids you have to know what you're doing you can't stack masteron with proviron you see what I'm saying and then complain oh steve my estrogen crashed well you didn't run it properly I would never tell you to run masteron and proviron as a cycle without using Something that aromatizes, unless you're I, I thought, unless you're
0: stepping on stage and you need to get fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Head up and you don't care, you exactly. know. I mean, because there, are guys, there's a guy yeah, listening yeah. right now, like, oh man, I ran that for my last show and I look great. Well, yeah, but you don't, you just, you're just trying to look like that for for a day. Yeah, yeah. Ahead of a competition, you don't yeah. want to
1: have anything aromatizing in your system. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. Winstrol, it's another one. So,
0: and, and, and look, your body makes about seven milligrams of testosterone per day. Um, if you at least, you know, if you don't want to, if you're already a TRT patient, meaning you just, you, you're low in testosterone and you're going to use some other compounds, some other steroids, you might want to toss in there for yourself hundred megs, you know, half a CC of, uh, of test and usually comes in 250 meg make pops half a CC of, of test E per week. Um, that's enough to just, you need a little bit of that testosterone. You know, we, everybody know this uh, everybody knows this you, you need you need a little bit of that t- of that estrogen in there you don't want to overdo it and if you have natural yeah. so i mean by
1: that theory rig just run d then run 10 20 milligrams a day of
0: d it's actually okay so here's the thing you see what i'm saying oh, i know, no, no, but but yes and no you can't run you can't use d long term as a as a testosterone replacement therapy because you're beating up your liver with the methyl group and the d also, D-Ball doesn't just create regular estrogen. Uh, DBOL, once DBOL is aromatized and converted into an estrogen, it retains the methyl group. So now you're talking about a Franken estrogen it, that it's got a, you know, the, the methyl group in it, and it's stronger and it's going to go and beat up your liver every time it goes through. So the only steroid that creates suitable estrogen, Is testosterone. Every other steroid creates a variation of estrogen. Some of it can be stronger. Some of it can can be can be way weaker. The only you know, like, and I was just mentioning the case. But it
1: also creates too much estrogen, which is a problem.
0: If you you have if you have natural testosterone production and you stack more tests on top of it, yeah, you're going to create more estrogen than you should. Well, even if you
1: you don't, though, if you're running five hundred milligrams on the test. If you're on TRT for live, you've been on TRT for 20 years, and you hop on 500 milligram tests, you're, test, you're going to aromatize into estrogen at a high level where That's you're going to open yourself for water retention. So you true. can't say, oh, it's not, we, you have to do it this way because of estrogen. Well, estrogen can be detrimental too. If you're competing, estrogen is detrimental. You cannot run testosterone ahead of a competition. Guys don't do it. No one's dumb enough to run testosterone ahead of a competition it's such a it's such a it's such a, it's
0: such a it's, this question yeah. has so that's, many that's
1: but i'm saying rick at the end of the day it's not true that you must run testosterone on a cycle that's that's the crux of my question it can be advantageous, well he, he,
0: here's, the, here's and it thing. can be not advantageous.
1: well let me ask that's, you that's, let that's me ask you, you
0: I mean. let me ask you a question let me ask you this if you if you if you had a client who who was who was really low on testosterone you know, he was sub, you know, sub 100 testosterone production, right? Sub 100 to- total test, sub 200 total test, like really low. And he said, Steve, uh, um, I want to, and he wasn't getting TRT. Let's say he wasn't getting TRT and he sends you his blood results and he's sub, you know, below 200. Would you tell that guy that he should take some testosterone with his cycle or would you tell him to take a cycle uh, uh, without testosterone?
1: I would try to fix why he has those hormonal problems in his body. Because obviously, no, he right. has, let's, he say, has let's some let's He has some type of, it could be some type of. Issue that can be resolved. It could be something in you know in the environment that caused a low testosterone. So you so, so, you, so you
0: do know. okay. So you do agree because when he that. runs,
1: if he was even to run testosterone and he comes off, his, his testosterone level is going to tank back down anyway. Okay,
0: so well, okay, so okay, okay, uh, th- 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 we're getting we're getting somewhere now. So you do agree that if you if you if you if a guy comes in to to see you, he gives you his blood results and his testosterone production is way low. You <laughs> do agree that he needs to get his testosterone back up whether now you're, you're right now discussing his, getting his natural testosterone production back up, Right. So you do agree that if, if he I, was, if
1: he was, let's say at least 40, 45 years old, I'd probably recommend that he goes, sees a doctor and possibly gets on testosterone replacement therapy. Okay. Yes, okay. That's
0: correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we're not okay. talking about that. We're talking about. No, 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 no. Cause it's important. Let, let, yeah. let me see if I could get to my point. So yeah. you are agreeing that somebody comes in to seize you and, and he shows you his blood results and he's, super low in testosterone, um, you'd say, listen, you need you need to replace that tea that you don't have, right? If
1: he was a if he was 20 years old, I would I would try to investigate why he has this problem. Perhaps he abused steroids when he was a teenager. Perhaps he his diet, you know, he's eating a lot of foods that are killing his testosterone. He maybe he's stressed, something like that. If he was 45, 50 then yes, I would probably say, you know what, bro, at the end of the day, I can recommend you to run this cycle, but at the end of the day, I I want you to, you know, probably go on TRT.
0: Okay. Yeah. So let, so let me ask you this. So let's say you get a guy who's who's uh, in, in his early twenties and it turns out that because of a medical condition, nothing will, you know, he won't be able to take the from boosters. He won't be able to take any of that stuff. Let's say, uh, let's just pretend the guy was, was for some reason he was castrated. Okay. He just, he just, it just won't fix it. There's nothing to do to fix it. And his testosterone levels are, I mean, are just below are, are very, very low. Would you tell that guy that he should take testosterone with a cycle or would you be okay with that guy taking other steroids without testosterone? If let's say his medical condition was something that couldn't be reversed. And there are, you know, there are some medical conditions that cause low testosterone that just can't, can't be reversed. Uh, would you tell that guy that he needs to take testosterone, or would you think he should go take TRT as well, even if he's very early on? And we couldn't. Obviously, you're absolutely right. I do agree? I
1: don't want guys in early 20s using steroids, so I would tell him no. Do not you touch steroids, say, even if his
0: testosterone levels are are, are below, you know, are below 200, 100. Correct.
1: Correct. I would want him to figure out why that's happened, and if there is some type of medical issue, like you said. He would he would be open you know he would be uh, open
0: to that. And but if, the problem if he, is if
1: you do that, your fertility is is gone, man. Okay. That's the problem. You know, so even I, so even there's if, a lot of things to think about. Yeah. So even of,
0: if he so even if he'd been to 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 the endocrinologist, I pronounce it a little differently. You, even if he'd been to the endocrinologist and he was told, uh, you know, to, he got two three opinions on it already, and he was told, nah, you're just gonna have to take exogenous tests. There's nothing that can be done to have your. uh, to have your testes produced natural, natural levels. Again, you'd still think he shouldn't, he shouldn't take steroids, even if he's uh low on testosterone and, and that's the only thing that he's being offered is t- be
1: based on his age. Yes. Basically. I would, I would say based on his medical condition, he could go on, he could go on uh yeah. <laughs> What are, you, what are you trying to do here? You're no, I'm be- just,
0: I'm just. You oh, know what dude. it is. You and I aren't in disagreement. The thing is that we're talking, we're talking about this thing to two different angles. We're looking. You're you're standing over there. I'm standing here. You're saying it's a six. I'm saying it's a nine. But we both yeah. agree it's the same. No, no.
1: I'm saying the the statement that I made on the forum that you do not need to run testosterone in every cycle is is false or is it true? That's 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 the question. It's not about you, should you run T R T if you're 25 years old and you had your balls cut off you Know in a tractor accident. No, that's not what we're debating.
0: Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? So I, I that's that's, know, that's what I'm talking about. A lot of here. times, a lot of times when we agree on something, I try to expand the answer. So am I in agreement with you? Do you need to run testosterone on every cycle? No, you don't need to run testosterone on every cycle. If you have natural testosterone production and you're keeping your cycle short, you can get away with one or two compounds that are not testosterone. Yeah. I and mean,
1: my my point too. I is- deal with that. You
0: know, one thing you gotta understand, maybe maybe I'm I'm coming from a place like I deal, I I the majority of my clients. Uh-huh. That i, but that you're I biased that too. with now. You're,
1: you're biased um, too, though, because you're from Colombia. In Colombia, you can go buy testosterone at the pharmacy. You have maybe two, three t- steroids. Well,
0: I've always liked testosterone ever yeah. since I was But young. I
1: mean, if you could go buy trem, you know, they don't sell these other steroids because pharmaceutical companies don't produce those steroids.
0: Buddy, buddy, let me tell you something. Uh, I can get I can get pharmacon in Colombia, I can get Cooper Pharma, I, I can get I get all the underground labs down there too. Like I everything is available. Yeah, yeah,
1: but not forget underground labs. I'm some pharmaceutical. There's human grade pharmaceutical. You can't get EQ anymore. You can't get Tremblone anymore. These pharmaceutical companies, they're veterinary grade. So I'm saying a lot of people don't understand that. My point is for 30 years to Tremblone and EQ were human grade giving to people for medical conditions. And granted back then, what we would know today as HRT, what we would know today as HRT, they gave them EQ and they gave them Tremblone. Even though it's not technically the way HRT is today. Now, today, if a 20-year-old walks into an anti-aging clinic, you know, and he's a trust fund baby, anti-aging clinic is going to give him HGH, he's going to give them a testosterone, he's going to give them whatever they want. It's not the way it was before. Before, if you had a legitimate medical concern, they would give you trembolone. If you had a legitimate medical concern, they give you EQ. This has been on for 30 years. So to say that trembolone I mean, testosterone is the only steroid that humans have ever used, it's just not true. We've used other steroids in the golden age. They never used testosterone on, on site.
0: And by the way, let me just toss something in here for anybody out there. If you're out there and you got, you got the money to spend. If you just get from a TRT clinic, legitimate human growth hormone, legitimate testosterone, and you're not looking to gain 30 pounds in, in, in 10 weeks, but you are actually in this for the long run. As long as your diet is right, as long as you train hard, taking every set to failure, as long as your diet is really, really clean, you can look as good as you want to fucking look on just human grade HGH and human grade testosterone. You won't be able to gain, you know, 10, unless you fucking go crazy and you do a gram of testosterone, obviously you need anti-estrogens at that point. But if you get regular TRT dosing that'll keep you in the, in the, in the, in a good range of, of, you know, normal high end of normal testosterone and you get human grade, uh, growth hormone where it's not some shit. You don't know where it came from or how it was handled before I got to you, but you get it. American compounding pharmacy, those two alone, if you're in it for the long haul and you're going to train hard and diet smart and do that for years, You'll look as good as you want to fucking look, no matter what. That's just 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 to toss that out there. Now that we're talking up, now that we brought that up,
1: yeah. And at the end of the day, like guys, I mean Rick, you know, he did a great job on this one, um, coming up with some counterpoints. But at the end of the day, I'm right, he's wrong. Let's move on to the next. Time
0: I, <laughs> I think I think you and I are talking. You and I were talking about different things. You, you when you started the question, which is which is fair. You excluded people on TRT, and I guess look. Uh, a lot of the clients that I'm working with right now, the guys that I have today and, and I've had for the last three years are guys who are on TRT. And so I'm, I always, I'm always mindful of, of keeping them in mind when, when we talk, when we do stuff in the show. So, I mean, it's, it's, a good, uh, it's a good little argument here and there. We had a little back and forth, man. Good stuff. I think at the end of the day, I hope
1: some people learned from what I'm saying. At the end of the day, I want you guys to try what I'm saying like, let's say you want to run Trembolone, run tremblon instead of running tests with it, run Trembolone with anavar or T-Bowl, something mild like that, or even Masteron. And you'll have tremendous results and less side effects. Because with the estrogen, what Rick was saying, I'm glad he brought that up. On this cycle that I'm telling you, with Tran and Mass or Tran and Var or Tran and T-Bowl, you're not going to have to worry about estrogen problems. You see what I'm saying? So that's the beauty part of doing it, of doing it the way I'm talking about. And you're not going to have those androgenic side effects that you would stacking something androgenic with trembolone. So try one saying. just try it. If you guys are listening to this and you know, you're like, Oh, you know, Steve, you don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah That's fine. I used to be the same way. You can go and look at my posts from like 10, 10, 15 years ago on forums. I used to parrot the same stuff. Run testosterone in your cycle. Testosterone is a backbone. I, pe- I parroted the same stuff. Then one day, an IBB pro told me, he's like, man, try Tremblon by itself with Anavar, or try it by itself with t So I tried that and I was like, holy shit, this stuff, what a great s- cycle. I was like, this is the best fucking cycle I've ever ran in my life. And then I ran Tremblon with Test and I was miserable on it. And I was like, you know what? What is wrong here? What was wrong is my estrogen was high run it like that and my androgenic side effects were out of control so that ruined my cycle so it makes more sense sometimes to not use testosterone that's what i'm saying i'm if you want to run sometimes sometimes it's better not to use tests sometimes i'll give my
0: i'll give my piece on it now you just said that now here's what i say if you're if you are if you are low if, if you're testosterone deficient if you have low t and you're getting testosterone replacement therapy from your doctor or it's something that you're doing yourself because you have naturally low T because of age or maybe other health conditions do not get off your fucking testosterone and go use trembolone as a replacement for that do not go in and get on ball or tren or any other steroids to replace your testosterone replacement therapy don't fucking do that okay so, I mean, Steve, what Steve said, it's not wrong if you have natural testosterone productions. If you, when you're not on the sauce, if your production is, is in the mid-range of normal or to high to normal, you're fine. But if you are deficient in testosterone, if your doctor put you on TRT, don't get off your fucking testosterone, repl- testosterone replacement therapy and then go and just get on trend and turnable. You might feel okay for, for, for a couple of months, for a few months but is a long uh, term strategy is not a good long term, long term strategy at all.
1: All right, guys. So we have a couple minutes for the final couple uh, topics. The next topic is gonna be TV 500. It's gonna segue into an episode that Rick really is excited to do episode 380, which we're gonna talk about TV 500. It's past my bedtime. So we're not gonna record it tonight, but we'll record it sometime soon. Um, so TB five hundred is one of those peptides. Uh, Rick, I don't know if you want to uh, tell people about it. Would you? What did you want to talk about with that? I've ran it several well, times. Well,
0: I've yeah. admitted, admittedly, I don't, I don't fucks with the peptides as much now that I'm turning forty. I've said on the podcast I'll start messing with them more. TB five hundred is one that I'm looking into because um, I have a serious a tennis elbow situation, which. I was in a really good role, dropping my weight down and had a photo shoot planned for around New Year's. And right around October, uh, this elbow situation started to get worse and worse. I've rested it, stayed out of the gym of lifting weights for months and total about five months out of the gym and rest doesn't, hasn't done it. Uh, I got to the point guys where I'm, I'm, I'm. I feel really happy and proud with the way my body works at forty. Man, I could just. I could perform. I could do amazing stuff, and I couldn't even hold a cup of water. Big, big, uh, mug of water. I couldn't hold it with my right hand. Um, I've gone to get different therapies. I've done different things, and it hasn't quite done it. I've. I've I can hold a cup of water now. I can live a somewhat good normal day to day now, but I still, I'm still not back hundred percent in the gym. So all of the different things that I've done, and we could probably do a whole show about this tennis elbow situation because I've consulted with people uh, that I, that I really respect and had somebody that I know very knowledgeable tell me, Rick, my situation lasted 10 years, took a decade to get fixed. Uh, So TB 500 is something I'm looking into as one of the, all of the different remedies uh, and treatments that I'm doing myself for this tennis elbow, you know, it, it started really like just a a weird feeling, like a, not even painful, just a weird kind of a knot. Like I had a knot, I don't know how to explain like, like a stiff feeling in my elbow, Uh, probably around January, a January, February. And then by the time, uh, September August September rolled around it was starting to hurt me a little bit. I thought just stretching doing yoga and stuff like that would fix it and now uh, around October November I realized it was a serious fucking problem. started trying different treatments, different stretching techniques, a bunch of different things. By the time December rolled around, I distinctly remember this day I'm pouring out some water into into a mug out of my water filter. And by the time the mug was full, bit big, big 16 ounce cup, my hand started to shake a little bit and, and I had pain. I couldn't really hold this thing. And I'm like, fuck. And just resting it wasn't enough. I went to a, a very smart guy, very a specialist, and he figured out the problem came all the way from my upper back. This is a tendonitis all the way from my upper back uh, down through my tricep and down all the way to my wrist at this point. And gave me some stretching exercises. Um, some of this stuff has helped quite a bit, but I still got some pain in there. When some certain exercises in the gym, I can feel that pain there. So um TB500 is something I'm going to, I'm going to fucks with uh, really probably the next month or so I'll start this, this treatment to see if, if that along with all the other stuff I'm doing can actually help me because uh yeah, man, it's, it's been this tennis elbow situation has been kind of life-changing for me and i've i've always been a guy where like man i could i could you know i could lift stuff i could do whatever i feel very confident too everywhere i go i know i can just defend myself i know i can move quickly i mean I it's just something that i carry with me knowing that and now it's like i feel like i can't do anything i feel like even i had to travel i just I used, I used to be the kind of guy, like if I see an old lady, old guy and they need help, I'll tell, hey, you need me to help you put your luggage up there, you know, on the, on the overhead bins. Like, you know, I'm trying to and then I found myself not, you know, not being able to really hold my, my own bag over my head, um, you know, having to struggle with that, you know, just small changes to, to, to my day to day like that have really taken a, a toll on me. So I'm looking into TB500 right now. Uh, Steve, you said you've healed the injuries with TB500 before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, yeah. So I wanted you to tell us. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to definitely for you guys. Give me the whole whole breakdown on it, how to use it, what, what, uh, you know, just lightly go over what it does. And, um, and we're going to do the compound episode on it as well, because I'm researching it as well myself and I'm talking to people that've used it. So tell, you know, tell us a little bit and, and, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. All right. You may never tell it right now, real quick?
1: Yeah, so, you know, guys, uh, TB500, you can look at it. First of all, very important to, one of the reasons, you know, Rick and I have not delved into a lot of these uh, peptides over the years is it's been hard to find legitimate peptides. But now if you go on our forums, we actually have sources that actually sell legitimate peptides and I've used them. And, um, you know, I've had results. So my recommendation is, is with TB 500, the best results you're going to get on it, Rick. And I hate to burst your bubble on this, but I noticed the recovery and the endurance on the TB 500 was the number one thing, not so much the healing and repair. So when you're, if you're going to go use it for healing and repair, you really have to use BPC 157 with it. Um, very, very important to do that, buddy. Um, Otherwise it's just not going to give you the type of results you want. And then with the BP five BPC, you inject the BPC in the elbow or whatever injury you have, you want to inject it as close to the injury as you can. And then the TB 500, you can just inject it anywhere. So just your stomach fat. So, you know, two milligrams, a couple times a week, um, you can do two, three times a week, two milligrams of the TB 500. And, you know, you run that, um, two, three months, and then you can start backing off to once a week for another month and then back off for once every two weeks, three weeks from there. So that's, but you'll, you'll notice the endurance on it. You're not going to notice the repair as much. So I think stacking them together and laying off the weights. And one of the life-changing problems for you, Rick, is you're going to have to use your other hand when you're watching, you know, Oli fans or whatever. So that would be what you mentioned, the life-changing issues, but yeah, you got to lay off, man. You got to lay off the elbow and, um, you know, uh, problem with the weight training is it decompresses and it also dries out your joints. And that's a problem because you basically, it's an overuse injury. So what that person told you, it could be from your upper back. I'm thinking maybe a disc issue and it's running down your, your arm. That's kind of, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, man. That's
0: that's kind of reaching. That's kind no, of it, it's a tendon that you know it runs from, you know, from my from my upper back down to my my shoulder. May, you know, yeah, my back, maybe. My but tricep. I think yeah. I think
1: I think at the end of the day it's an overuse injury, and you're getting your body's sending in inflammation in that spot. So, you know, that's one of those situations. But absolutely, TB five hundred with BPC would be would be a protocol, and we'll got we'll kind of get into more of that when we do the TB five hundred episode. TB five hundred is something found in our body, so peptides add what we already have in our body so it's a good it's a good addition it's worth a shot but again you gotta get the real stuff there's a lot of bad i've used bad tb 500. i can tell the difference i can tell the difference with, with my endurance for steve smee this is episode three uh 379 for steve smee and the rickster this has been another episode we'll talk to you guys next week
0: have a good one steve have a good one guys